Hey guys, it's Jordan, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. And today's show is about two different things, answering some questions today from the mailbag. And I am talking about why you should phase your training. So maybe you could call it something like what's missing in your training, the missing variable. Talk a little bit about phasing and why that's something you need to do. Change up your workouts every so often, but then again, not too much. And then I also talk about nutrition a little bit and the one component that's missing from uh, most diets. So, you know, if someone sees results in other diet plans, why do those end up failing and what is missing from those type of plans that is found in maybe something a little bit more flexible and something that you can actually uh, do for a long a long while. That's what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. A couple topics today. Going to enjoy today's talk just about training and nutrition and hopefully provide you guys some good info. Let's get started with today's show. Um, boy, I don't remember the episode number at all. I think this is like 269, but I could be wrong. Um, it's high 200s, which is pretty crazy. Thanks for coming along on the journey. Uh, this one's going to be real informative, guys, real informative. Pretty excited for you to hear it and excited for you to implement this stuff in your own training and your own nutrition. Let's hit the theme music to kick off today's episode. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Uh, today's show is going to be a training and nutrition talk. So I'm going back to the mailbag. I've had a few weeks um, of talking about the fitness industry as a whole, some mindset stuff, talking about coaching and things like that. Thank you for everybody who's reached out to me through Instagram. Really, you know, have had a lot of successful episodes in the past two or three, uh, which is pretty cool. And seeing you guys respond and react and um, you know, share and do all this stuff on social media due to these podcasts is really cool and motivating for me. Uh, you know, this is like two, almost 270 episodes into this podcast. That's a lot, you know, that's a lot of hours. Probably if you, probably, I'm pretty fast. I mean, I don't do a lot of editing on these shows as you can hopefully not tell too much, but I probably put about an hour into each podcast. So, you know, that's crazy to be 270 hours or so of podcasts. That's just wild. That's like over 10 days straight of podcasting, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Uh, but it's it's been fun and it's been something that I hope has helped you guys and touched you guys. So every time you say anything, even if you just take the time to shoot me a DM and just say, love the episode, man, keep it up. All that stuff is super, super helpful to me actually, as I keep on pumping out info. Uh, and you know, just wanted to help you guys and clear up kind of a confusing area of a lot of people's lives. This isn't my full-time job. This isn't something that um, you know I do for money. It's just something that I like to do and I like to talk about. It's almost just like a journal too. You know, it's for my own. It's for my own kind of accountability in my training and my nutrition and making sure I'm staying on track and on topic. Uh, that's something I can talk about a little bit later. Kind of how that's affected me and why I think everybody should have some kind of. Um, journal or accountability partner or social media page or something along those lines. I'll get into that 
in a future episode. Today is all about training and nutrition. So it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. These are based on questions, but I kind of want to rephrase the questions into different questions. Um, The first one being about training. Now, the original question I got was essentially that this person's hitting a plateau, that they're not able to progress, that they don't feel like they've made progress in a good while, months if not years, and uh, we're wondering about a couple different workout plans, and they actually mentioned the plans by name. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to necessarily review training programs or by certain people. What I am going to do, though, is talk about something that you should look out for in every program that you purchase or every program that you use or write yourself, whatever your style is, there is an important component to programming that you need to be aware of and you need to implement uh, in your own training, right? No matter what your goal is, if you're a powerlifter, if you're a bodybuilder, if you just want to be athletic, if you're a crossfitter, if you're anything, don't be following just random workouts you need to be looking at some kind of progression structure and phasing, right? Moving in and out of different phases over time. Now, progression is the basic of training, right? That's like the number one rule. Obviously, you want to increase weight. Obviously, you want to increase quality of your reps and the reps that you actually do. And that's in every training program, right? You could go on the internet and find some random bodybuilding workout. Do that every week, and as long as you're adding weight, eventually or adding reps eventually um, you are getting better and you will build muscle and you will retain muscle if that's the goal Um, you know and that's that I think that that progressive overload that progression is the most important driver of basically all things fitness Um, so that is really rule number one but that is simple right that's on you that's not on the programming person I could write a program and I could put four sets of six to eight reps and if you sit there and you do four sets of six for three months, you know that's not on me. I put six to eight. That's on you for not progressing. Um, so you know that's how I feel about that. Is a lot of that knowing when to progress, progressing with the right progressions, and doing what you have to do to actually get better and stronger and retain muscle and put on muscle. All of that stuff is on the trainee. However, the trainer does have responsibility to get the right stimulus to the person that they're after. So if someone's after strength, you know, you better be giving them the right kind of workout plan and the right type of progression scheme that they can improve in that aspect, correct? So I think that the most underrated and forgotten and thing that's missing in most training programs is actually going to be phasing of some kind. So I really think this is important and I'll define phasing essentially as moving from one modality, rep range, or movement to another um, with enough time between movements, okay? And there's a lot to that statement, right? If you rewind that 10 seconds and listen to that, you're gonna hear a loaded, loaded sentence, right? So it's all about rotation, which in its definition, means that some movements are coming back over time, right? You don't just want to keep changing things up and shocking the body. It's way more than that, right? It's phasing, which means you have phase one, two, three, A, B, C, whatever you want to say, um, and you're going to rotate those and cycle those. So if you're doing phase five right now, you need to eventually end up back in phase one with higher weights or more reps or something along those lines. If you are 
Um, you know, well, let's just leave that part at that, right? I'll, I'll leave the examples to another time. The other thing that's important there to realize is that it can be done a few different ways. You can change rep ranges. You can do, you know, a certain amount of time doing the four to six rep range primarily. Maybe you do a certain amount of time in the 12 to 15 rep range and you swap those out, but, or, you know, you could also do exercises, right? Swap out your exercise. If you've been doing incline barbell press for three months, maybe it's a good time to swap that out to flat bench press or incline dumbbell, or you just move the notch on the incline bench one down. It's that small, right? Just a a tiny little tweak to the exercise to change the stimulus just a little bit to keep yourself progressing. This is a great way to bust through weight weight plateaus in your training and just make sure that you keep on making progress. And if you keep on making progress, you're going to see progress to your actual body, right? Like in the mirror and actually on the numbers. So the other important aspect here that I wanted to touch on just based on the question I got was that you're leaving enough time in between phases to actually make progress and measure that. So, you know, don't be just confusing the muscles every workout, looking in the magazine or whatever, the online magazine, I guess, and looking at the newest workout to do for shoulders, right? Instead, what you need to do is stick with some movements, some rep schemes, uh, some training style, and you know, stay there for long enough that you can actually make progress. If you're going back to the simple example of doing the incline barbell press, stick with that movement long enough that you can add weight to the bar, progress, and see how you're actually doing with those strength numbers. You'll phase that out and you'll come back to it later, maybe like one or two phases down the road, and hopefully you're improved by then and you can actually have those numbers to look at, right? And without training for a good amount of time on a certain movement, a certain rep scheme, or a certain type of training, uh, you're not gonna be able to do that. So my favorite method of phasing actually looks more like training styles and volume. So I like to do, uh, you know, kind of these little, I, you know, I guess it's all in your overall goals because if you had a goal of being the best bodybuilder ever, you'd probably wanna phase a lot differently than me. And if you wanted to power lift, you would also probably wanna phase differently than me because I kinda want some kind of mixture you know, an athletic body that looks like it carries muscle that also is some show, um, you know, some go with the show, I guess you could say, um, you know, and I have strength goals on top of that as well as performance goals and sports, all those different things are piled on top of one another, which means I'm not going to be great at any of them, <laughs> but it also means my training has to touch on all those. So I'll phase in and out types of training, like I'll put in, you know, let's say four weeks of a certain rep range, like call it four by eight, and that's almost like hypertrophy. This is basic um, linear periodization. So four weeks of four by eight, four weeks of five by five, four weeks of 10 by three for my main movements. That's one way to do it that I like. Um, And actually, you know, people will say you can't make progress that way, but a lot of people don't give enough time and enough patience because you got to really push that and really bring the intensity. Uh, another way I like to do it is just with a kind of vague saying of volume. So, you know, a low volume, high volume. So strength, strength phase or bodybuilding phase is kind of what I call it. So it'll be like, sometimes it'll look like powerlifting training for somewhere around eight to 16 weeks. And then that's going to move over to maybe some power building. So some powerlifting mixed with a little bit of bodybuilding, but nothing too crazy. Then all 
bodybuilding, more isolation work, kind of ditching some of those movements like the deadlift and the squat, then I'll cycle back around in that type of cycle. That's worked pretty well for me. It's been something that I've enjoyed. I'm kind of playing with my training right now. In fact, today I actually wrote down what I want my full year of training to look like, which is something I totally recommend doing is planning your training out, not just week by week, not just not just month by month, but try to get a rough picture at least of the whole year. It's not gonna be totally accurate. You're gonna have to listen to your body and change things as you go, but what a good guideline that is and what a good way to keep you on track to type out your whole year. This is what I did. This is the first time I've ever done that and I'm already excited about it because I can look ahead, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel. It's not just like I'm spinning my wheels. I can, if I hate phase one, for example, right? Like maybe I am doing some kind of like linear periodization for phase one, that's 12 weeks. If I look at that and I'm like, man, this sucks. Like I'm just gonna jump ship and do another type of program. That's something that I probably would do in a lot of scenarios, honestly. Uh, but instead what I can do is I can actually, um, I can actually just look on that sheet, right? And look, all right, well I just go till June with this type of training and then I get this switch up to conjugate where I get to do all these different types of movements with bands and chains and different variations. This is going to be more fun, you know, then I move on to maybe some more hypertrophy work and bodybuilding stuff and that's going to be kind of fun, a little change up. You always have something to look forward to, but you have to get to that point before just jumping ship, right? It gives you a timeline. It gives you something at least to work with a little bit, even if it's a little bit off. So that long-winded answer is why phasing is so important. What phasing is going to do for you, why it's important to benefit you is yes, your weight plateaus and your training, you have to keep progressing and phasing is gonna help you get there. There's something very, very special about kind of phasing in and out of different things. You can notice this with nutrition, you can notice this with training. If you stop doing something or you do something else for a while and come back to the other thing, you're gonna see the most dramatic progress. Right, you're not gonna see that type of dramatic progress uh, doing the same thing for so, so long. Uh, so it's kind of just to keep on doing this stimulus, but in an intelligent way that you can keep on improving. So that is really the gist of phasing and it's something you need to play with. It's tough, you know, to learn how to program. It's hard. That's why they have whole jobs for it, why people pay people for it, why they have college degrees learning how to do this. It's not something that's easy, and it, but it is something that's worth it. And if you can figure out how to program and phase properly, uh, you know, even buy one program that from someone you respect, see how they phase over the course of several months, and then almost use that as just a template, swap out exercises and rep ranges to what you prefer and do that for the rest of your life. That is a great way to do it. And you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic way to keep making progress over time. Um, that's the end of the training question, I guess. I think I answered that all right. Uh, we'll move on to nutrition now. I do have a quick nutrition topic to touch on for the next 10 or 15 minutes. So this was a great question from Instagram. This was on um, Stoltz Fit on Instagram through the direct messages. This one is saying that this person has tried a lot of different diets, right? There, there's been diets that work, but then stopped working. So the question is essentially, why do the diets stop working? And why did they work in the first place, right? Um, and I kind of want to take a different spin on this. I mean, if you're talking fat loss, it's all going to come down to the same principles. Are you eating less than you're burning? Are you burning more than you're eating? Are a couple ways to look at it. It's all going to come down to that. It's all going to come down to 
uh, if you're actually sticking to it as well. And that, even more than anything else, I think is the most important thing, right? There's people out there that do keto for years. There's people out there that eat only clean foods for years. There's people that never uh, touch a fat or a carb. And there's people that uh, track everything they eat, right? And they're tracking macros and calories. There's people out there that do crazy diets like the carnivore diet or whatever, uh, celery juice, whatever that is. Uh, but there's all these different types of diets and the most important thing for success in nutrition and the thing that is missing from most diets is adherence. Now this isn't sustainability necessarily because I think that sustainability is almost more like a short term. Like can you sustain it through the duration of the diet, right? Can I sustain low carb for six weeks? Probably, but am I able to adhere to that long term, right? And the answer would be no in that case. And if the answer is no, if you can adhere to this long term, you need to come up with another solution or at least get a little bit more flexible with it. So if it's keto and you're looking at this and saying, hey, it's working or it stopped working, am I able to stick to this forever, right? For a long, long time? Or is this something that's kind of fad and it's going to go away? Um, if the answer is the latter, you really need to look at it again because you need to find a method that you can actually adhere to. I believe I found a good style for me, right? And I'm not saying that everybody should eat like I eat. I implement a good combination of fasting to bring down um, the number of meals per day as well as sometimes if I want to, a longer fast to bring down the average weekly total calories. Um, that's kind of a strategy I keep to myself a little bit because I don't think most people should be doing it. Um, the other thing that I do is track my food, track my macros, and do this very, very loosely because I realize that I don't really want to weigh and measure much of, you know, I don't want to do that for everything forever. It's not something I can adhere to. What I can ad adhere to is using an app, punching some stuff in, and just kind of estimating. And some days I'm over, some days I'm under. Some days I see the waist measurement creeping up or the scale measurement creeping up and I just kind of adjust those because of that and get right back on track. You need something you can adhere to for the long term and something that you can really make a whole lifestyle around, right? When you make a nutrition change, the problem with our industry and the problem with diets and fitness in general is that everything is so short term. There's this diet for this long, lose this amount of pounds in this long, uh, you know, get this big of arms in this amount of time. Everything is put that way, but what it really should be thought about is more about this whole long-term lifestyle approach, right? Which is all what this podcast is about, is providing that whole lifestyle. If your diet, your nutrition, your training doesn't have that, you're in trouble and you need to make a big change. So I guess that's what I recommend. And you know, I said this would take about 15 minutes to go over, but it really only took me five. And that's because I think it's really simple. It's just a self-reflection, right? You need to look back on what you're doing and say, can I stick to this in 10 years? If you can, then great. And you keep going, right? But if you can't, it's probably fine. It's time to start experimenting and branching out, trying to some different things and seeing what works for you. Um, you know, because we do have long lives, right? And even if you can lose 20 pounds right now, um, you know, are you able to keep that off? Are you able to lose that again later down the road using the same plan? All this different stuff you have to keep in mind. So that's, I guess, my main nutrition tip for today. And the answer to that question is they work because they work. They create a calorie deficit. 
The problem though is that you can't really adhere to them for the long term. They might be sustainable for the short term for the duration of your short term goal, but you need to think on this long term thing and can you adhere to that forever. And that is it for today, guys. A short little episode talking about training and nutrition. I kind of like these shorter styles, you know? 20, 30 minutes, this is the root of fitness, food, and freedom. Um, what a lot of people called when they're mess- messaging me, reaching out to me, they're their cardio podcast, right? Listen to them while they're walking on the treadmill or something. Hopefully, you enjoyed this one, and hopefully, it helped you out in your goals and your fitness and in your journeys. Let me know what your goals are through Instagram, and I'll help you get there. Let me know in the direct messages. Thank you for listening, subscribing to the podcast, reviewing it, sharing it with everybody, and just interacting with me on this platform to keep me motivated. Thank you for all that. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you next week.